I'm Hans Buto, and this is Terrible. Thanks for asking. Now, I know that's not how we start the show normally. Normally, you hear this. I'm Nora McNerney. I'm Nora McNerney. And this is Terrible. And this is Terrible. Thanks for asking. I'm Nora McNerney. And this is Terrible. Thanks for asking. Nora is the host of TTFA. I am the senior producer of TTFA. And most of you, I would guess, have probably never even really heard my voice before today, before this right now. But today is special. And it's special because we have some changes to TTFA that we need you to know about. Or, I guess more specifically, that I need to let you know about. But before we get to that, I just wanted to talk about change itself. So, let me click over real quick. The dictionary defines change as a verb and as a noun. So, the first definition of the verb is to make or become different. So, what does that mean to make or become different? Oh my god, listen to me. Ugh, I am stalling. I'm stalling. I sound like a dork. Like, this is really hard. Like, I've known this is coming. Change can look really good from a distance when it's all abstract, but like, now that it's here, it just, like, it's so challenging to face, and like, I just haven't really understood it, and I really, golly, I do not know how to say this. I do not know how to talk about it. I mean, change is weird. Like, you gain and you lose. Or you lose. Okay, yes. Anxiety. My anxieties. Hello. Yes. You do lose. Okay, that's true. But this change is not that change. This is like, this is not just a zero sum. This is, this is like a mixed bag of things. You're bad at this. You're bad at this. Oh, great. Self-doubt. Self-doubt is here. Just everybody's really coming to help me out now while I struggle through this recording. Oh, okay. I'm not doing great. You are both right. But it is really, I don't know what to say. It's really hard when something is, feels this big to know how to communicate that. It just You should just give up. Yes, agree. Okay, that's just kind of mean and dumb. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I can't give up. This is my responsibility. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want, I'm, I, I, I want to do this. People are so going to think you're being dramatic. And stupid. Yeah, and stupid. Dramatic and stupid. You're my anxiety and self-doubt. Of course, that's what I'm scared of, but this is also important. Uh, I need to say something about what is happening. I mean, we have to let people know. You're probably just going to say it wrong. I mean, I am saying it wrong. I'm clearly, I'm saying it wrong already. I mean, just listen to me. The umbrellas of our minds. But to really understand change, I think, you have to go back farther. The ancient Greek word for change is alayi. There are 13 separate meanings for change in ancient Greece. And I think this is interesting because when you really start to look at a small... You are a doof. (laughs) Yeah, total doof. Ugh, I am a doof. Ugh, this is really hard. I don't know what to say about this change. Okay, but I should just say it, right? Like, I should just... Don't worry about it. Just say it, right? Nope. Nope. Why are you even recording this right now? You should just delete all of this. This is so stupid. Okay, this is not stupid. And yes, I can do this. I don't care what the two of you say. Anxiety, self-doubt, 
are not going to keep me down. I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to say it however it comes out, and I'm just going to do it, okay? Yes, I'm just going to just going to go. I'm just going to, okay, here we go. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to say whatever, and I'm going to say why this is tough, and I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say it, okay, here we go. I'm just going to, oh, good gravy, just wrap it up, dummy. Yes, wrap it up, dummy. Okay, yes, wrap it up, dummy. What is this thing that's near me now? We're never prepared for change. Change is always a surprise. Because even when we know what is coming, we can't really think about what that's going to mean to us. We can't really understand the full implications of something in the abstract. So, why am I telling you all this? Well, because we have some changes happening now at TTFA that you might not be expecting. And these changes might make it feel a bit like things are upended. But just remember, nothing stays the same. Not even TTFA. Okay, but why am I telling you this? Which is actually a very good question, because you might be thinking, shouldn't some big news about the show be coming from Nora? Where is Nora? Has Nora died? Okay, first, that is a very extreme place to jump to. I'm a little surprised you went there right away. I'm not even really sure why you would say that. I mean, I saw Nora just a few days ago, yesterday, and as far as I know, she is not dead. So no. She's also, as far as I know, again, haven't seen her in a few days, healthy, okay, in every other way that I'm aware of. So the reason that I am telling you all this... What are you... What are you losers doing? Oh, um, nothing. I was just... What's going on in here? Um, just recording, um, something. With, with the intern? Hang um, out. yeah. She get you tea? Because I don't have any tea right now. Megan, that's a problem. Hey, you know what? You know what? What? I, I'll, I can go get it. Yeah, you get me some tea. Why don't I get it? Megan should also get me some tea eventually. <laughs> okay. I'll go. Okay. 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 Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, bud. Yep. Want, Thanks, bud. Do you want um uh, peppermint? I want not mint. Not but mint. I also don't want that lemons because it's red. I don't want it to be red. It's okay. like I want lemon tea to be yellow. Okay. I'll be back. So, but you okay. want it you want it from like this special sink that's like four mm, floors away? The good sink. Okay. Bring me the bring me the tea with the good water. Okay. If the you good wouldn't water. mind. Okay. Okay, I'll be back. All right. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> Is this thing on, by the way? Megan, do you even know if it's on? You do? It's on? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. So, um, how do I start this podcast? <laughs> now that we have Hans out of the room and I'm back in my seat and our intern is getting me tea, um... God, what was I going to say? I would love to take full credit for this show in casual conversation. I certainly would. Um, however, if you listen to the credits, you know, uh, it's not true. I don't make this show alone. I, I, uh, if I did, I, it wouldn't be a show. <laughs> it would just be a clever name that I, I thought up. But the one name 
that is at the end of the credits that has been there since the very first episode is mine. And also one other name, which is Hans Buto. And what people want to know is, who is Hans Buto? I see the Google terms. Who is Hans Buto? How tall is Hans Buto? Hans Buto, <laughs> is Hans Buto married? Is he just a male name that Nora made up so people would take the show more seriously? Or is he a fully formed human person? Thank you, Megan. Our vegan intern brought me some tea. What kind did she bring me? Oh, I almost dropped a full friggin' cup of tea on a laptop. That would have been not good. Cozy chamomile. (laughs) Uh, Not spawn. So is Hans a made-up person or is he a fully formed human being who has been known to say things like, I make my own kombucha while gently pushing his glasses up his nose, who says things like, well, at the co-op this weekend, who says things like, well, I've been busy making a a first-person fantasy game. He's he's working on some on some games that are based on Dungeons and Dragons, but maybe aren't Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know. Is is he a complicated male in this in this modern world? Yes, he is. Hans and I started this podcast. We were just two ragtag kids, just two little peasants in the world of public radio, ready to make a sad podcast in a rundown studio with a broken cabinet that I keep banging my damn neon every time I'm in here. Honestly, what is, can someone fix this cabinet? Three years later, now we're old and wizened and still in this studio. Um, I'm still banging my knee. I've ripped several pairs of leggings. So expect that on my next expense report. We've had just, I don't know, we've had such a good time making this show. Like one time, when I was secretly pregnant and the only person who knew besides uh, my not yet husband uh, was basically Hans Buto, we were walking in San Francisco towards an interview and a man congratulated uh, Hans and myself on my pregnancy, um, my own. It was just my pregnancy. Um, it, Hans is not the dad. I promise you all. And um, Hans said, it's not mine. And the man was like, oh, shit. And you're still with her? And we laughed so hard. <laughs> we laughed so hard. Um, and then when I brought that baby into the studio when he was only two days old, because that was normal and okay for a person who was deeply depressed and anxious, um, Hans was like, yeah, totally bring your baby. I will move things out of my cubicle so that your baby can sit there in his little baby seat that you brought. One time my baby pooped into the microphone. It was just the audio. He was wearing a diaper to catch the actual um, matter itself. <laughs> it was during an interview. And that was funny. One time I choked on a carrot in front of Hans and my and my not yet husband and my baby and Hans and Matthew just let it happen. They just let it, they just let it happen. I was, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes slowly. And all I could think of was you have to survive so you can tell people this tale of how two gentle men watched you choke on the carrot and just exchange glances with each other. Like, oh, mm, what's going to happen to her? Is she okay? And then I basically heimlicked myself. We were recording, by the way, but Hans claims to not know where that audio is. One time when we were traveling for the show, Hans booked us a motel. Uh, we He was on like the second floor of this motel. I was on the first floor. It was so scary. I left him behind to die on his own because that's not how I'm going out at, at a murder motel. 
that did not even have a functioning lock on the door. But that's also another thing you need to know about us is that we take the fact that we are public radio so seriously. We were like, well, we got to stay in the cheapest place possible. Got to stay in the, you know what? This place is no dollars a night. I left. I slept on my friend's couch. Um, Hans won a Peabody. That was cool for him and him alone. He didn't win it for the show. (laughs) He won it for 74 Seconds, which is a show that he made outside of this full-time job um, about the killing of Philando Castile by a police officer here in Minneapolis. And he did that as a side project and it won this huge award. And then one time Hans got offered a job at the New York Times, which he took even knowing that it's not even a good paper. You know, it's failing. It's not doing very well. Like their podcast division is maybe winning some awards and making shows that my whole family listens to on a daily basis. The point is, um, ooh, <laughs> um, the point is that uh, the person that I started the show with is leaving and I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited for all of his future coworkers who get to work with him and hear him say things like, now, um, I just want to name it, but <laughs> and him practicing his active listening and saying, so what I'm hearing is <sighs> finding people. I mean, you're going to work with a lot of people in your life, um, but there are very few people who you will work with and have like a real partnership with and this podcast is very personal and it came out of a place of of sadness and pain and Hans and I've made it and now I don't have anything productive to say. I thought this was going to be really beautiful and I would just be full of um these sparkling insights about about Hans Butel but um I'd also like to repeat some of my favorite jokes. <laughs> Um, which is that Fonz of Hans, the hashtag almost caught on. Thank all of you. Um, my joke about. <laughs> Hans's YouTube being called the YouTube <laughs> did not catch on and nobody else uh, uh, thought that was funny. Um, <clears throat> anyway. <sighs> um, Hans. You have been a wonderful friend and an okay producer. (laughs) And I love you and I've loved working with you and uh, I'll I'll miss you. And I hope that um, Michael Barbaro is Barbaro, but frankly, not going to learn his name. Uh, So I hope he's happy with um, taking you away from... Uh, this project. Um, so, I mean, Hans, uh, I don't know, the show would not exist without Hans Butel. It would not exist. So the things that I have accomplished so far since the show came out, um, also I don't think would have happened without Hans. Uh, and and not not just to give you know, a, a man credit for, for my work, but truly he's been such a supportive and encouraging and wonderful partner. And I am now going to go cry on my own. Um, but thank you, Hans. 
and uh, and, and and good luck. Uh, okay, Hans is going to come back now. Uh, all right. <laughs> Someone get me. Oh, here's another thing. Hans always thinks about, yeah. Okay, Marcel's <laughs> me like a rough recycled napkin. Hans comes in with the Kleenex. Brand name, moisturizing, <laughs> redness reducing. <laughs> Shea butter and cheese. <laughs> he, he makes his own. And I just yeah. <laughs> Dusty, freshy <laughs> tortilla chips. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't warrant the, it's just... the shea butter wipes. Yeah. The... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Um, man, man. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's that's all for me. And and now I've I've started sweating too. Oh golly. Okay. Here, here's your tea. Got your tea. I got your tea. Minty. Ooh. Minty. Ooh. It's minty. I didn't know I'm minty. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Uh, well, let me know when you nerds are done. Okay. So I can uh, do my work. You're not yeah. the only one with a job to do. Okay. All right. You're going to go to the special place and sit? Yeah. 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 I'm going to go to the one place where there's like natural light in this building. Okay. Well, yeah. um. Watch out for that cabinet, by the way. It's still broken. <laughs> it's still broken. Still a hazard. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, she's gone. All right, all right. Back into it, back into it. Okay. Oh, I can delete all that in the middle later. Um, Marcel, note, delete all of that stuff in the middle. Okay. Um, so as I was saying, the reason that I am telling you all this right now um, is because by the time you hear this, right here, me talking, I will have left terrible things for asking. I know that's shocking news. Um, that's totally brand new. I mean, you haven't been expecting it. You've definitely not heard that before. Um, this is super new to you. Um, so I think I should explain a little. So what will I be doing? Well, I'm going to go be a producer for the New York Times. It's a huge opportunity. It's really exciting. I am super jazzed to do it. And I'm also very equal parts, very sad to be leaving this show and all of the weirdos who make it and all you weirdos who listen to it. But again, it's that thing about change. I mean, change happens. And once in a while, we're privileged and we can make a change from one amazing thing to another. You can run towards something rather than away from something. And when you get the privilege to do that in your life, it is a unique and incredible thing. And that is what's happening right now. I love TTFA and everything about it. And I'm also very excited for what's coming. I mean, we always say that we contain multitudes. It's the thing we say on the show all the time. A new job does not take away my love of this job or my love of TTFA or Nora or Marcel and Hannah and Jordan and the whole team here. It doesn't take that away because this show, this show has made me so much better. This show has made me better as a producer. When we started this a few years ago, me and Nora in this room where I'm standing, Studio 3A, standing 
probably for the last time. It was just the two of us. She would sit right there across from me and I would sit here and we would talk about what we wanted to make. And we would dream and we would imagine and we would laugh so much. But mostly this show and working on this show has made me better as a person. I have learned so much from everybody who has come on this show. I have learned so much from all of the people who've made themselves vulnerable and shared everything with me and with Nora and with you. I have built such amazing relationships with so many people. And the biggest relationship of all of that is Nora. So Nora, this is for you and you alone, everybody. Hum lightly to yourselves while I say this, because this is for an audience of one. Um, this is the best creative partnership I've ever had. I know I've said that to you in person, but it's just so hard to get through when we're facing each other and we're together. And I just want you to know how much I care for you and how proud I am of all of this and everything we've done and all of that and also of you. You have taught me so, so much just about how to be better. I've learned just a ton of things about what to say and what not to say and how to hold space for people in a way that is so warm and so generous and so beautiful. And I learned so much of that from you. And it's impacted me and will impact me for the rest of my life. You, Nora McInerney, you have changed my life. And you've changed it for the better. And I love you for that. Okay, you can stop humming or unplug your ears or whatever. So, I've also learned so much from all of you who are listening. Here's a quick story. My grandma Ruth died a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was on a previous episode of the show. She's the one who said, Don't shit on yourself and don't let anyone shit on you. So this weekend, actually two days, um, we're gathering for a celebration of her life. It's not really a funeral. It's a celebration of life. That's what we're trying to call it. And I know that because of my work on this show and my having known and cried and laughed with Nora McInerney, and all of you, then instead of like all the old defaults of fear and discomfort that I would have brought to that situation, I can go into that service with a huge open heart. I'm going to be able to hug my family and I'm going to say that I love them. I'm going to be able to remember my grandma Ruth, this important and incredible woman, and I will cry if I need to. And I will know that it is okay to feel all of this sadness and joy and hunger and family frustration and everything I'm going to feel. And I can feel it all at once. And that is a gift that means so much to me. And that is a gift I got from this and from you. And speaking of gifts, it has been an absolute gift to work with the amazing people on this show. Everyone who has participated has done so much for me. Uh, Jordan, your energy, your laughter, your insights are so great and so lovely. And the care you have for everyone listening is just infectious. And it makes me smile every time. I appreciate you so much. 
Hannah, oh, Hannah, your compassionate and incisive way, I'm going to miss so much that glint in your eye uh, when you predict an outcome, you see something coming at us, you're like, I think it's going to, I think it's going to turn out this way. And you see it coming a mile away and you're always right. It impresses me every time. I'm going to miss your killer, killer summer wardrobe game. And I'm really going to miss the way that you are there just in the middle of everything and how you being there just makes everything so much better. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. And Marcel, our assistant producer, I'm going to miss debating things with you endlessly. Uh, but I'm also going to miss how open you are to ideas and I'm going to miss your kindness and the way that you challenge the show. And I'm really, really, really going to miss watching how much you crack up Nora. <laughs> watching you all joke around in the studio the last few days has been a real gift to just be able to see the friendship. And it's really fun. But I know that this show is in great hands with all of you. And there's everyone else. And thank you so much to everyone else who helped along the way. There are so many of you. I cannot name everyone, but I appreciate all of you so, so much. So at the core of this show is unarguably love and laughter. I mean, it's mixed in with all the tears and all the trauma. And what I'm going to remember is things like doubling over with giggle fits right here in this studio. I will remember Nora kicking in the door with her long-ass legs when she arrives for work and saying something inappropriate. I will remember all the burps and all the tummy rumbles. So looking back at this moment, there are a lot of things I could say about this now. Like, <laughs> like I can burp in your ear. Oh, sparkling water. It's so terrible. That is some of our first recordings, and it just kept going from there. And, you know, when all of these individual memories, when all these little things, when they all blend together as time will make them do into just a feeling, that feeling that I'm going to carry with me it's going to be warmth. It will be all of that, all that love, all that laughter in warmth. And I will always, always treasure it. Because TTFA is a part of me. I will always be proud of the work I've had the privilege to do on this show. I will always treasure all the relationships I've made. Especially with Nora McInerney. I love you. And I'll still be in touch. I'll be pitching episodes. I'll be listening every week. And I'll be cheering for all of it. So, one last time. Thank you. Wow. That was, um, that was touching. Uh, I, I appreciate the depth of emotion expressed in the episode here today. That's, the, you know, that's wonderful um, on both of your parts, you know, but somehow between the two of you geniuses and over an hour's worth of tape, 
Nobody took the time to record 120 seconds of credits. And so here we are. You know, Hans, you this this lack of professionalism is not going to look good over at the New York Times. I'm just going to let you know. I'm just going to keep it real. And, you know, while we're on the subject of the New York Times, uh, you know, who, who, who you think made the call to get you the job over there? You think that was your merit, your professionalism? You, you, you think you earned this? This is this is uh, years in the making of the waffle colored wonders plan my scheme to take over the show. And now I'm here. And now where are you? Probably New York or at home because the episode comes out before you actually leave. But I'm going to say you're halfway across the country. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, we, we do appreciate you and, and all that wonderful stuff. But, you know, we, we have a job to do. So what I'm going to do is say drop that theme music and we're going to play the theme music and then I'm going to record the credits because this is my show now. I'm Marcel Malikibu. And this has been terrible. Thanks for asking. Our host is Nora McInerney, who did not record the credits for this episode. Our project manager is Hannah Meacock Ross. Our digital producer is Jordan Turgeon. Megan Palmer is our intern. Phyllis Fletcher is our editor. Joffrey Wilson does our theme music. And for the very last time, our senior producer is Mr. Hans Buto. But no more, for I am a member of the podcast committee Deep State, and I have removed him from his position of power and placed him at the New York Times. This has been a production of American Public Media. <laughs> <laughs>